This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sorry, a slightly late uh, starting, guys. Um, I hope you don't mind. Um, we've got loads to talk about tonight. I've put the headline, obviously, Luton won, Wolves won, mad as a hatter. Um, that mad can be uh, many, many reasons. This is the final say on uh, Luton Town won, Wolverhampton Wanderers won. We're going to chew the fat. We're going to take out all the things that we've learned. We're going to be discussing and dissecting uh, the game, talking about Gary O'Neill's tenure uh, so far. And, of course, we'll be looking ahead uh, to this week, Itchwich in the Carabao Cup, who are flying high. And then a nice little easy game to get us up and running next weekend, uh, Manchester City. We do have a secret word again tonight. All our pundits and hosts will be uh, slotting that in. And I did forget to say what last week's secret word was. What was it now? I forgot. <laughs> um, I can't remember what it was now. But anyway, I forgot what it was, but it doesn't matter. But it'll come to me. Um, but we will remember to say no one got it anyway last week. So, um uh, first of all, I do want to say a massive big thank you uh, to uh, Creation Walk uh, for powering extra time. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, a local company that can help your brand uh, dig digitally. And we have got 184 of you watching live on the channel straight away, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, we are at... 31,493 subscribers. So if you do subscribe, uh, you're able to join in the chat. Uh, let us know as well where you're watching. Uh, bringing up, first of all, uh, we have got the Lord himself, Lord Jason <laughs> Guy. How are you doing, mate? Wonderful, Dave. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. I think this is going to be quite an interesting, uh, quite an interesting uh, show tonight. You were there yesterday, weren't you, mate? 
I was, Dave, and uh, I think we all, you know, I'm not going to talk about it, obviously, before the other pundits are on too much, but I think we all expected just a little bit more. And yes, it was, you know, it's nice to go to a, a ground like that, something different, you know, it's sometimes... Um, without sounding a bit entitled, obviously, when you've been in the Premier League for a few years, you've done the Arsenal's, Man City's, Man United's, and it's quite, even in Julie, it's quite interesting for um, to go to a ground like Luton. But what it does, it gives you this expectancy level that you're going to get something from it. <clears throat> and I think we fell well short yesterday, but I'll save my comments uh, until I'm asked. Fantastic. We've also got Chris. How are you doing, mate? Morning, not morning, afternoon, evening. Cheerful Chris is back. Yes, cheerful Chris is back. I've been on a holiday for a week, so I'm even more cheerfuler than normal. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Was it you in Jason's? Uh... Yes, I uh, partook in, uh, in, in Jason's uh, hospitality in his uh, nice apartment in Calahonda. I mean, look at that for a second. What's it like? Very nice, very nice, and uh, had a good week. Enjoyed myself. Saturday was a bit crap, but we'll come on to that. Found a, found a great Chris, little watering hole to watch a match in. Chris, calm down. You, you sound way too excited. You sound way too excitable. Must be all the alcohol you had yesterday, or one bottle of beer. <laughs> oh, well, apparently, according to Gaz, um, where is he? Gaswalls, Fabio's moved in a few doors from me. Shall I give him a bully video to watch? Just now, I think all you need to do is give him the link to Always Walls Fan TV. I think he'll get most of the uh, the information he needs from that. So if you see him, and finally, uh, in the first half of the show, we do have the voice of reason. We need to get him a T-shirt with that on at some point. It's Jack who who went yesterday. He was very very poorly yesterday. But he still went to Luton. I bet you never, never went, mate. <clears throat> well, that's the kind of thing, isn't it? But like Jason said, it's kind of a bit of a, a one-off, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, my voice is struggling a little bit. So, uh, <clears throat> we'll soldier through, shall we? Because we've got a lot to say. Jack, Jack it's not a one-off, mate. We'll be playing the next season in the Championship. Oh, <laughs> quite, nice. quite possibly. Quite possibly. We do have okay. in the uh, the second half of the show. We will be having uh, Manny. Um, we have got Lewis who's making a return, and then we have after the watershed, Sutty who's going to be coming on as well. He likes to come on after the after the watershed, so he will be with us in uh, the second half of the show, and um, it's going to be a really interesting show tonight because there's uh, there's we're six games into the season. We've got four points. Went um, <clears throat> into the Luton game. I, I unfortunately um, was not able to uh, to go. Um, I couldn't get a ticket. I wasn't one of the fortunate ones, unfortunately. Or fortunately enough, I did get to watch the game. Uh, Jason was all in cracking mood, and and um, before the game, he, I saw him send me videos with Jack, Manny, and Sutty. Um, Andy says um, he's a new uh, subscriber, so I hope you have subscribed, Andy. That would be amazing. You should get a wolf head if you subscribe to the channel. Uh, but thanks for the donation to the stream. I appreciate that. Uh, and we're going to go first of all with you, Jason. I want you to talk me through, really, your thought process, how you got to the game, who you went with, um, 
how the feeling was before the match and as the match, you looked in quite bright spirits before the game and then as the game went on and how you felt coming out. How I got to the game. Well, um, I did joke on Twitter yesterday that it was my first away game in five years to everybody's absolute disgust that I got a losing ticket. But all it was, now I've been to loads of ways, obviously, I've been flipping hundreds over the years, but uh, a mate of mine couldn't go and give me a ticket before anybody wants to machine gun me down for going to Luton Town. Anyway, if you didn't go to Luton Town, you didn't have a ticket, guess what? You didn't miss anything and we had to suffer it. So I'll talk you through it. So the night before, it all started really well, Dave. Friday night, John Purdy, ex-Wall striker in the 90s, losing Leicestershire, uh, the 80s, I should say. So I went down to his house, had a few beers at a local pub, nice meal. Nice drive an hour to Luton. I thought this is going to be brilliant. Couldn't find anywhere to park. I did in the end. I didn't want to park in certain parts by the ground, so I thought my car was going to get robbed. Anyway, got to the ground and it was really traditional. As you know, all the pictures and we've all seen that video of you you're walking in between the houses of that stand and, you know, that's all pretty exciting. And that day is where the fun stops. So as soon as we got onto the terraces, I, uh, I tried a pipe. That was okay. Wasn't you know, I was expecting a bit more from the pie, to be honest. But then the game kicked off. Now, I think, Dave, when you, you and I think everyone will agree with this, when you face a team like Luton, uh, I did say last week it is a bit of a barometer, and this is the scary thing. You, you, a place like Luton, you are expected not too much to get three points, but you are <laughs> going to be expecting to be at them from the off, to see an attacking wall side, to see something from the game. And looking at the stats, Dave, um, they had 20 shots to our three. I mean, you can't blame this on the sending off at the end of the day because the, the, the sending off, let's talk about that first, right? Um, Bellegarde, he, you know, he's quite naive, really, because you, you just can't do that in the Premier League, right? Whether it was a sending off or it wasn't a sending off, he's got his legs tangled. The Luton player knows exactly what he's doing. He's playing for that. So, Bellegarde actually doesn't look like, from certain angles, that he kicks him. Almost like he's pushing him off, but you just can't do that. And if that was done to one of our players, we'd be screaming blue murder. A bit like the penalty. So, that changes the game to start with. But, I think if we'd have been a bit box-clever in our substitutions, instead of going so defensive and almost trying to get a point from the game from there on in leaving Neto up front on his own just to chase every lost cause. Listen, Neto created that goal. That that, that we, we didn't look like scoring all game up until that point. You I know, thought it was great, going... to be fair, he, he did. He chased it down. I, don't, I wouldn't say that he created the goal. Um, you know, the defender Neto. made a mistake. He, picked, he, he, he chased it down. The ball from Gomez was a fantastic ball outside yeah. of the foot. But, so I'd say I'd say Gomez kind of made the pass, which was a great pass, and, and, oh yeah. and Neto's persistence won the ball. And then it was a, it was he, from that point once he'd got control, he cut it. It was a great finish, and he he was oh, the one. Was. You know, he was but, brilliant. But when, I, when, I, when I say Neto's created that goal, the ball's been put out to him. Right, he's got no right to score from there, Dave. He's out on the flank. He's got he no right know. to score. He's then cut past the defender. It's poor defending, but he's cut past the defender. And if you watch it. It's on his left foot. He's predominantly left-footed. So that's even easier for the defender to get to. He's beat the defender on his left foot across him. Then any other football club would have two strikers waiting for the pass from Neto. But we don't do that, Dave. 
So what we had to do, <coughs> Neto had to shoot and had to score because he's got nobody to pass to. That's why I said he's created that goal himself. But Jason, we only had 10 men on the field at that point. Yeah, well, OK, Dave, bring the striker on. That's what I'm saying. At when you when you when you're playing with ten men, you've got to have one player less, aren't you? So you'd like the yeah, 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 okay, on okay. So we're gonna have one player less, right? So what do we do then? Forfeit the game. One player less. Can't play with the striker, guys. Let's hope they don't score and let's play for the draw, which is what we was doing. Because yeah. Neto didn't have any right to score that. He goes out onto the right, like I said, cuts inside on his left foot. No one to pass to. Regardless, Dave, if we've got ten players on that pitch, where's the midfielders bombing on? Where's the midfielders bombing on? Well, the midfielders would definitely be deep defending the playing because at that point we're playing a low block. Dave, we're making we're making excuses, Dave. No, I'm excuses. just being pedantic. No, 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 no. I'm not having no. I'm not having a go. I, I'm just saying we're making excuses. Neto has got the ball on the right hand side, right? It, unless he does what he does, we don't score yesterday. So we had to shot on target in the whole game. The question really is, why was it the 55th minute that was our first shot on target? Because the first 30 minutes, we could have been 2-0 down to Luton and playing with yeah, 11 yeah. men. Because Luton were the better team. They've come out of the blocks, hit the bar or the post. Deserved a goal, to be fair. Great shot. But my point is, is Benetto, at that point, when he's out on the wing, there should be midfielders bombing on. We never got strikers in the box anyway, because we haven't got strikers. So we should have midfielders bombing on, but we didn't. Anyway, scored a goal, 1-0, we're winning. Brilliant. Then straight away, what happened? We knew we wasn't going to have another chance like that. Yes, we had a chance a couple of minutes later, which I think it was Lamina and then Kilman and got fluffed. Right? Then they had the penalty. Now, let's talk through the penalty. Um... It it's it's it it's uh, Gomez's leg and comes up to his arm, which apparently is in an unnatural position. I suppose he's moving his arms out the way. I don't know what he's trying to do. But I think I personally think if you're stretching for the ball, your arm counterbalances. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Okay. And I'm not whether I say it's a penalty or it isn't a penalty. If that's Luton, what are we doing? We're screaming for a penalty, aren't we? So we've we've all seen them given, right? We have. I'm not saying it's definitely a penalty, but I'm just saying we've seen it. We've seen them given. Do we feel aggrieved? Of course we do. But so would Luton if they wasn't given the penalty. Then it's one all. My point is, Dave, right, um, on that pitch, we're lacking organisation. We're lacking leadership. We're lacking, you know, I'm not I'm not going to go in on O'Neill, right? But we've got, we're down to 10 men, right? I don't know why we went so defensive because... We was never go we, we should have been going there to win. I understand. And especially after we've got the goal, we you know, I just think we was just then inviting them on. We was never gonna attack unless to we've got fair, people. To be fair, Jason, after we scored, we were we, I mean I watched I wasn't there, but I watched it. They didn't trouble us after we scored. We were in control of the game. It was the penalty changed everything, it changed the momentum. Um, I mean, at that point. The, the, the problem that I have, and maybe I'll bring Jack in onto this one because I know you've got a few points, is we know that going to Luton, it's their second home game of the season. <clears throat> Our fans are going to be well up for it. Their players have been going to be well up for it. Everyone's telling them they're written off. They've got something to prove. Rob Edwards has got the association with Wolves. You know, he loves Wolves. We know that he'd probably drop Luton to come and be Wolves manager if he if he ever gets the opportunity. So he's got a long history, but he's got, obviously, it's another one for him. 
The players were up for it. The thingy up for it. We know as fans that Luton are going to be well up for it. And then the players on the pitch, where were they in that first 25 minutes? It's like they didn't know what to expect. Luton did to us what we did to Liverpool the first half of last season. The first, not last season, last week, the first 25 minutes, 30 minutes, we were all over the place. We didn't look like a team. They didn't look like they'd even seen us together. We're in a, we were in a right hole. Some changes and tweaks were made to the system. We started to get a control, to, control of the game for about five or ten minutes. And then your brand-new midfielder gets himself sent off and we're down to ten men. Um, Jack, you've heard what Jason's had to say. I know you've been making notes, <clears throat> and we'll come to you, Chris. Um, what's your take and what notes have you made about this? Well, <clears throat> the first note I've made here is, is I've written tactics and I've written exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. What on earth was our plan yesterday? How, how, how did we set up in order to expose Luton's weaknesses? Because let's be fair, they've got plenty of weaknesses. That's why they're probably going to get relegated. I didn't see any sort of, you know, targeting a particular player, targeting a particular part of the pitch. I didn't see anything in terms of a tempo or a rhythm in terms of how we were going to, you know, put, put them under any pressure. We kept our, our ball retention was abysmal. We didn't keep the ball for longer than 10 seconds at a time. Kilman, every time he had the ball, he was whacking it 70 yards up the pitch. Every one of their defenders is six foot six. I mean, that that's just brainless. You're just giving the ball away time and time again. And we were so deep because every time we had a goal kick, Kilman was playing it short to start. He was chipping it to the halfway line. So then they're attacking us then. And our defence is still in our box. We were so deep, so negative, so pa passive, so placid. Uh, we got dragged into a scrap. You know, yeah, you knew what Luton were going to do. Us, yeah, yeah. That was what they were always going to do. We all knew that going into the game, apart from Gary O'Neill, clearly. It, so, I, I, don't, I don't understand why we didn't try and just play some football, try and keep the ball, try and move the ball. Um, just on the substitutions, <clears throat> again, try to take your job, Dave, and be devil's advocate. Yes, it was negative, but would you argue it was pragmatic? You know, in the last away game at Crystal Palace, we got back to 1-1 and he made some changes to try and win the game and we ended up losing. Did he then think, well, I'll tell you what, I don't want to lose this game as well. So if we have got a point at 1-1 after the penalty, do I just take the point and, and put something on the board? I don't know. Not defending him at all, but maybe that was his thinking. Um, <clears throat> the, the real positive for me was Neto. And, and I think he'll be a, a massive differential this season because... I look at Sheffield United today and I saw, obviously, Luton yesterday. I've seen Burnley a couple of times this year. They haven't got anyone as good as Neto. So, if we can keep Neto fit and keep him firing and in form, he'll, he'll earn us points that those teams won't get. Um, we've just got to be really careful because uh, we're scoring one goal a game on average, which is an improvement on last year. Fantastic. But we're conceding two goals a game on average, 12 in six. So, across the season, that, that's 76 goals we're going to concede. You ain't going to stay up if you concede 76 goals. So we've got to sort that defence out. Whether we have to go to a back three and bring Totti in or Santiago Bueno, I don't know. Is Kuna a luxury at the minute? I don't. It, it, you know, he's a fantastic footballer, but can we afford a striker on the pitch who doesn't look like scoring? You know, so there's, there's lots and lots of things that we need to uh, address and address very, very quickly, I think. 
fantastic. Chris, over to you. Let's hear your thoughts. Um, you've heard Jason, you've heard Jack. Um, let's hear what you've got to say on this one. And we're going to come and talk about Gary O'Neill's tenure so far in a bit. I know there's a lot of fans that are saying, get him out of the club, this, that, and stuff like that. We'll come and talk about this. We'll give that little bit of an airing, and we will do in the second half of the show as well. Okay, so I'll skip Gary O'Neill and his, his um, tactical prowess and what I saw yesterday for now. Um, I thought we probably, on balance, picked the right side to, to play to start the game. I, I don't know what he was doing once we lost the player. Um, to me, the situation would have been there to bring on Sasser, knock a ball up to him and have people pushing on from midfield, Bubikar, Neto, um, that that sort of thing, even Semedo. And, you know, you've got players that can push on. Um, you've got a focal point there during the ball. Well, what do we do? We, we yeah, I, You know, Neto scores a wonder goal, he, he, you know, and it's all him. It's all down to him. The pass he gets on to the end of it, and 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 he's created it for nothing, and and um, yeah, we should have, we, sh yeah, we should have done something about it tactically, and we didn't. Um, and I, I, the aim of football is to win the game, you know. This this negative trying to take a point, state take a position where we are, and state it's. It's about winning. Football is, and and if you don't win, you if you don't win, you lose. Don't, this, this if you can't win, take a draw. Business, it, it's killing the game. Really, managers are trying to just, you know, take stock. In reality, we we we're, we're playing a team that's been promoted. It's done nothing since it's got in the Premier League. We we've gone one nil up, albeit with ten men. We should be we should be controlling and and. Impressing the game, and, and do you not and think though that to be? Do, do you not think though that to be honest? I mean, I I called Gary O'Neill out last week, and we're going to talk about Gary O'Neill now. Um, Jason, Jack, um, I called Gary O'Neill out last week. The Liverpool game, I thought we were absolutely brilliant first half. Everyone was raving about it, so positive. We've seen signs of that in every game that we played. <laughs> I mean, Jackie pointed this out. Manchester United being uh, a point in fact. Liverpool last week. The changes he made against Liverpool didn't work. Um, we were clearly bullied by Luton and panicking and we had no composure. I mean, you were there. He changed the system, tweaked the system a little bit to match them up. Um, and then we started to gain control of the game after about 30 minutes. We started to get on the ball, start passing the ball about, started to push them back. And then your brand new midfielder gets sent off. You're down to 10 men for the last 60 minutes. You know, we come out the second half, you know, Luton come out strong again. <laughs> we clearly have a plan at that point, obviously, against any team. Manchester City against Nottingham Forest yesterday went down to 10 men. They were 2-0 up. They didn't score another goal. We've seen when we played Man City a few years back, I know it was under Nuno, we were 2-0 down against Man City with 10 men and we won 3-2, if you remember that game. It doesn't matter how good your team is. With, if you're a person down, there's always going to be gaps. And if you can exploit it, I thought at 10 men, um, and once we, we got the goal, they didn't look like scoring to me. In fact, we looked like the, getting the second goal. The penalty that got given was not a penalty 
It, I mean, no, I agree. I agree, Dave. That that wasn't a penalty, and all this, all these pillocks that are on the the uh, media that keep talking about um, body positions and arms position. The minute you're flying for a tackle like that, um, your your arms go above your head. It's a it, natural it, movement of your arms. To be and fair, the ball Chris, is, the ball's ricocheted straight at his hand up off his leg up there. He can't. He can't get the hand away from that. That activity. If that ball hits his arm direct, it, I reckon you can get it. Yeah, but yeah. isn't the? I mean, someone tell me, is the laws of the game? If it takes a hit, and it's not going towards goal or whatever, it takes a hit off the player, and, and the direction changes off the actual player from another part of his body and hits his hand. It shouldn't have been given. We, we, we used played, to have a very old rule, Dave. There was a very, very, very clear, concise description about handballs. And it was ball to hand. And that was not ball to hand because it came off somebody's leg. Yeah, yeah well, we've played six six games this season. Six. Two VAR decisions. Man United and Sheffield, and uh, not Sheffield, and Luton have gone against us when they should have both gone in our favour. I mean, even on match of the day, you've got Gary Lineker going... It's you know I feel he, he, did he, he said even he's saying I feel really sorry for Wolves. That's two decisions. We've seen it all last year again, and you can understand why people go on about like are they trying to get us relegated and stuff like this because they don't like us or whatever because it keeps happening. Someone said out earlier in the chat these decisions even themselves out over the course of the season. Well, I'm still waiting for them to even themselves out. Look, when are we <coughs> going to get a player sent off? For a, a, a silly like thing like that, why wasn't the Luton player given a yellow card when he was clearly aggravating our midfielder? But he was like literally holding on to him, but nothing was given. And these decisions keep going on. Now we can't excuse the start to the the start to the game because it was unacceptable. It was disgraceful. It was terrible. It was rubbish. But we were starting to get into the game. And then we get the sending off where we've scored a goal, you know, against the runner play, against 10 men. We're 1-0 up and we are not. I wasn't stressed at all until the penalty. And then they get the goal. The momentum changes again and you're forced back. Jason, you, you, your so, take on Gary O'Neill first, you know, where well, we're at. I, I say, Dave, VAR is not going to get us sent down. Wolves, the decisions that we make on that pitch and off that pitch. Are going to get us sent down, not VAR. We can't. Jack, keep Jason, if it comes, but Jason, if it comes really close at the end of the season, that's three points Dave, in the first if six we're games. Down there, if, we, if we're down there and it's coming really close at the end of the season, and we, what we get, we get sent down on a VAR rule. We're sent down, Dave, because we, 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 we're shit. That's <laughs> what we're being sent down because we're dog shit, right? Yeah. And I, what what I watched yesterday was dog shit, Dave. We've got to I'm be realistic. It, we've got to be. We've got to be realistic here. I am the biggest happy clapper going. Come on, Wolves! That is dog shit yesterday, Dave. Right. So, so when it goes to one all, why aren't we trying to win the game? We've got Sarabia on the bench, right? We've got Silver. I'm not his biggest fan. We've got Kalidic, who doesn't play for Wolves anymore. He just sits on the bench, right? What is the point in having these forwards and strike? What point does he bring a striker on when we two 0 up? No, seriously, when does he ring collide each other? Do we have to be 2 0 up, 3 0 up? Uh, Jack made a point. I'm not saying I entirely agree, but I, I understand the gist of his point that 
you know, against Crystal Palace, he, he changed it and it didn't quite work and now it's good and all that. Right, you've got to take each game for, for its own merits. Not not what happened against Liverpool, not what happened against Crystal Palace. Each game its own merits. When it goes to one all, we need to be winning the game, not defending it. And, oh, yeah, we've got a point at Luton. If we're excited with a point at Luton, we are in deep shit. And I mean deep shit. We're going Jason, down. Jason, 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 no one is excited about a point at Luton. We said last week it was a must-win game. Must-win game. But, but if, he brings a, if he brings a striker on yesterday at 10 men and we're one all, yeah. and we lose the game yeah. because yeah. we're, we, you know... We've, yeah. We've, yeah, it's we've called risk, day, risk and reward. It's called risk and reward. We was never going to score another goal. Luton had 20 shots to our three. So if you think we was ever going to score without a striker on that pitch, unless Neto went into the corner again and did exactly the same, it was never going to happen. Neto can't, can't, control the whole of one half of the pitch. He can't be in the left, he can't be in the right, he can't be down the middle, he can't be down a defender, he can't be behind a defender, he can't be on the halfway line, he can't be chasing through, he can't be looking at through balls, he can't be everywhere on the pitch. Bring the striker on. You know, we don't score goals, it is. So are we going to score goals without a recognised striker on the pitch? We're playing absolutely, Jason, absolutely. That is, going to be, that is going to be one of the easiest games of our whole campaign because now we've got four absolute nightmare games coming up. Right, and so it could be played 10, won one, drew one, lost eight. Jason, that's if some buts. We don't know what's going to happen to the future, but like you oh, made I do. the point, I do, Dave. Like if we lose the game you. yesterday, if we go, Dave, Dave, we lose today. Dave, be realistic. We just drew one all at Luton, we wasn't even attacking. Neto got a lucky goal, we had 10 men, himself. we were down to 10 men. Oh, we're down to 10 men, okay, so we blame that. So I've got Jason on strings tonight. I really have. Jack, <laughs> you can, Jack, you come in. I mean, do you agree with Jason that, that we should be bringing a striker on when we're down to ten men and and you know, and it's one one. Or Matt, or Matt Doherty left back. Or Matt Doherty left back. <laughs> you do. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally because <clears throat> when you're down to ten men, you're going to have to do a lot of defending. And if you don't have a striker up front to relieve any pressure, you're going to do a whole lot more defending. You've got to have someone that's going to keep the ball in, at their end of the pitch, keep their defenders something to worry about. If he's not going to play Sasha Kalajic away at Luton, when is he going to play him? Yeah. That is the perfect game against a bunch of cloggers at the back that they've got for a six-foot-eight Austrian who's got a really good touch but can win the ball in the air. If he's not going to play him there, he ain't ever going to play him, is he? So why no, doesn't he put no. Fraser on the bench instead? Because got you've got you've got seven games you, for the, the You've 21s. also got Kuna that can't hold the ball up as a striker. Yeah. Fabio won't hold the ball up as a striker, so you scout them. Sasa was the only answer. Wang has already been burnt out because he's been playing at left back for the last thirty-five minutes because the squad was wrong to start <laughs> off with. So he, he the only option really was Sasa and he didn't do it. Unless he's injured, I don't understand why. Jason. Doctor left back. Oh, someone talk to me about Doctor left back seriously. Someone, somebody explain to me. Jason, Jason, brilliant. This is great. This is great debate. Obviously, I got you. I got you all fired up there with my devil's advocacy, which is which is great. I love it. And we want passion on the show. This is what we want. Jack, the voice of reasons, agreeing with you. So that's a good sign. Chris is, and there's a lot of people in the chat as well. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Get where you're coming from. If you, if you. Basically, sit back and sit back. Like what happened against Liverpool the week before, eventually you're going to succumb. 
if you've got yep. a forward play, it gives them a reason to keep their players away. And we'd start, even if you're a player down, I do think the penalty did change the momentum of the game and it changed the mentality of the players. And I think that, you know, I get, I'm really frustrated and angry as a Wolves fan that these decisions keep happening against us. And, you know, that um, the head of the uh, the referee association has got his own personal car park at Compton to come down and make his apologies. But Jason, and then Jack, and then Chris, before we start looking at the, um, you know, the, the the ratings and everything, Jason, oh, I want him. Yeah, oh, Gary, no, I want you to rate his performance um, out of ten so far this season. And I want you to give your honest opinion on Gary Emil, how you're feeling about him right now. Because there's a lot of people that are going, I want him gone now. There's a lot of people out there that, I mean, I talked to Jack about this on the day of the game. If we don't win or think there's going to be all of this. There's a lot of people saying, get rid, he's a PE teacher, what, whatever. We're six games into the season. What's your take? Okay, if you're going to say if you're going to say Gary O'Neill's a PE teacher, you've got to say Rob Edwards is a PE teacher. I mean, it's just ridiculous. His nickname calling like that's just a joke, right? You're not going to get anything from that, so that's just ridiculous. Firstly, um, you've got to you've got to look at the culture set right from the very top, right? And the hash that's happened with I'm not going to start mentioning Nina and Lockettagi and love the the hash that it's been made for by the club. Letting an inexperienced manager take over within a week to go with the season, that's where the fault lies. I can't sit here, I can't sit here and say, Oh, uh, Gary O'Neill, two out of ten for me. Uh, he's just uh, if if Wolves, if Jeff Shear rung me now says, Jace, you want the job, I'm taking it. Chris, would you take it? Yeah. Jack, would you take it? Yeah. Dave, would you take it? Yeah. Any manager worth his salt will take the job at Wolves. It's a big job, right? It's a great opportunity. You, you can't blame Gary O'Neill for this. You look at the tactics yesterday. You know, yes, I'm frustrated, but I'm not going to pinpoint that there's a bigger problem at heart than what happened on Saturday. There's a much, 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 much bigger problem. And that has got to be addressed first. Is Gary O'Neill the man for the job? Looking at it right now in the cold light today, no, he's not. He's not the right man for the job. Is the answer to sack Gary O'Neill today or next week when we lose? No, it isn't. Right, because listen, whoever takes on this job, it's becoming now a bit of a poison chalice, and and that's the reality. Because Neto is either going to be gone at Christmas or he's going to be gone at the end of the season because the club is going to come in with a 60 70 million pound bid and he's gone. We're a selling club, this is what Fosen have made us now, so we've got to accept it. We're not going to get into Europe again for years and years and years and years and years. We might have a lucky cup run, we might, we might win a cup at some point. Maybe, but we're not going to be challenging for Europe. We're not going to be challenging. This is where we are. Is it Gary O'Neill's fault? No, it isn't. Jack, your take. Gary O'Neill, rate him. Where are you at right now? Should he be gone? Does he need more time? Does he need more patience? Do what message to the people that you that are saying get rid of him now? Where are you? You're the voice of reason. Come on. I, I'm, I'm with Jason. I, I think Gary O'Neill is not the problem. Yes, he is. He might be our problem down the line if, if it turns out that he's, he's not good enough like Bruno Large last year and we had to make a change. But there's bigger problems. And if you sat Gary O'Neill tomorrow morning and you, you get, he packs his bags and whatever, who's coming in? I've seen people saying Graham Potter. Graham Potter ain't coming to Wolves at the minute. You know, Van Nistelrooy ain't coming to Wolves at the We've minute. Got more chance of Harry Potter? 
Well, there you go. It, it, that, that's, the, that's the issue, isn't it? We, we've dug ourselves a hole over the summer in terms of the finances and, and the way the squad's been sort of transformed, if you like, not for the better. Um, you know, and, and the whole thing with Lopetegui, you know, he, he'll, you know, he, the way the way that's that's been handled, as Jason says, we're almost toxic now for managers. And, and you're going to get someone, like we said right at the start when Gary O'Neill was announced, who's just grateful to have the job. You know, you're not going to get someone that, that has genuine ambitions and, and you know, Gary O'Neill might turn out to be a very good coach. We just don't know yet. But it's a heck of a gamble, you know, that, that there's going to be three teams worse than us. There might well be three teams worse than us, but that doesn't mean we'll finish above them, you know. So, I, 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 I'm, I'm with Jason. I think Gary O'Neill, as he got things wrong, absolutely. But does sacking Gary O'Neill tomorrow solve all our problems? Absolutely not. How many games do you give him before you can draw a, a proper conclusion? Well, if you look at it, after 12 games this season, we'll have played seven of last year's top eight. So, on paper, we've had a tough start to the season. Right, after, so I think you... after eight games, we'd have played five. Yeah. So, so, so I'm, I'm, and again, I'm not making excuses or anything, but how many points would we really, realistically expected to be on at the minute? So, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? I, I, I think you've got to see signs of improvement. To, to really sort of stick at it. If if we get to, I don't, is, the, is it uh, Newcastle we got in a few weeks' time? If we, after that game, we still know better than we were t- t- yesterday, then then maybe that's the time to make a change because then he's had time to implement his ideas on the training ground and put a bit of an identity across. And if we're still absolutely rubbish, then there's enough evidence there to say, let's make a change. Absolutely, Chris. Same question to you. Got um, what, what? What's your take on it? Because you're, you know, you're known as cheerful, Chris. Um, what's your thoughts? What I, What I'd say is, look, he, he's the manager, and the club have put him in position, and we can bemoan whether he should be the manager or not, all we like. But that's where we are now, um, and I don't think the situation's changed any any more from the first game of the season. We've all got to get behind the bloke. I'm disappointed in what he's done so far, and and the disappointment is, I I don't see a Gary O'Neill pattern of play. I don't see any change to what we were doing for the last two years in the way we're playing. Some of the players have changed, but I don't really think Gary O'Neill has had has had any real involvement in their recruitment. To be fair, um, I I don't see a tactical plan. I certainly didn't see anything, um, anything like any resemblance of any tactics yesterday trying to do anything. So I, I haven't seen anything. So if you ask me to rate him, it, it'd be a two or a three. I can't really see him putting his stamp and impression on it. Uh, that uh, might Chris, be because Chris, he's unable to. Chris. If it was you, you're the chairman. Would you get rid of him now, or are you giving him more time? What's your where? Where are you? And no, let's no messing around the thing. Let's just tell you how you feel. Well, if you want me to be the present clueless chairman of Wolves, then I probably would move him on and look for the next one, the manager that you're trying to get away from me on, because that I mean, seems to be the way that they are operating. Not, not what for I don't think he's going to make any change. I don't think he's going to make any change. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I keep him. I think what's going to happen is I think what's going to happen is they're going to stick with O'Neill, right? They've got to stick with him for, uh, uh, for the time being. They'll when they do decide to make the change, it'll be through a reactionary manager. I'm not saying Sam Allardyce, but I'm saying 
like Leeds did last season. They're going to have to, or, or Everton did with Sean Dyche. They're going to get us an ugly manager to get us out of the shit. And that's what it's going to come to. But we can't blame O'Neill for where we are right now. We can't blame him. I couldn't see any manager doing a better job with a week. Forget Lopetegui. Take him out of the equation. I can't see any manager coming in and doing a better job with a week to go before the start of the season. And, and, and giving him the reign that they've given him. I just can't I just can't see anyone doing a better job. So we've made it difficult for ourselves from the off. But what I can see is we're gonna we're gonna be cut adrift at some point, or we're gonna be there, thereabouts, down the bottom where we don't want to be, and we're gonna to have to bring someone in to win ugly. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so we've got over we've got over four hundred of you watching live. Thanks for joining us. If you want to join in the chat, all you need to do is subscribe. You will be able to ask a few questions at the end of the show as well, and the end of the, any questions if you've got any coming up. Um, Jack, first to you. Um, highlight of the day, performance rating, man of the match, and don't forget, everyone, <clears throat> look out for the secret word. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Man of the match and highlight of the day is probably Neto and then Neto's goal. Uh, you know, brilliant breakaway goal. Like Jason said, he had no right to score from when he received the ball. So just a, a thing of absolute class. Uh, and you could see that almost the release in him when he scored. He didn't know, quite know what celebration to do. He went through about seven, didn't he? I think it's been building up in him for a while to get that goal as well. And he's been getting the assists, hasn't he? Uh, performance rating, I can't go higher than a two. I thought we were absolutely hopeless. Uh, we defended okay, second half, but other than that, yeah, no more than a two. Fantastic. Uh, Chris? Um, highlight of day for me, I had a lovely time down in on, on the coast of the Alboran Sea, and I had a, had a, had a uh, nice uh, couple of bottles there, what's the match? Uh, it might have affected my ratings to your article, because I gave it a five, and, and after thinking about it, a bit today it was probably a lot worse than that. Um but uh yeah I I think I think I think Jack's right two or three it was pretty and it's unusual for me to rate something high so it must have been strong beer that I had yesterday. Now and check the article out uh, all our articles post match on alwayswolves.co.uk we've got some great writers. Um Jason man of the match Neto can't see past him. He's just going to be man of the match week in, week out. You know, he's just incredible performance. And he's going to get pissed off playing that role because that's like Kevin Doyle, what Kevin Doyle was doing under McCarthy. So he's going to get well pissed off with playing that role. Sorry for swearing. Um, rating three out of ten. And highlight of the day, visiting that shithole Luton. Uh, thanks for the footage as well. Uh, and you, Jack. Um, if you... Uh, I put I put put the uh, the footage from Jack in a little short up on TikTok. It's had over ten thousand views on on Always Wolves TikTok. That uh, little video, Jack, uh, and a couple of thousand on the uh, on the shorts to so check that one out. There's yeah, a few Dave, people... I have a question for, for Jack and Jason because uh, so I've seen on Twitter about the seating policy. It was a bit all messed up. Was was that right? There was loads of empty seats, so if you didn't go. And you're moaning, there was loads of empty seats because I was, was five behind me. So that's that. No, it was about the not allocated. The seats were not allocated, sit where you like, and it was all messed up or something. <coughs> yeah, there's, lo there's loads of people just stood in the aisle by the end, I think, as well. Yeah, and it, yeah it just wasn't well well managed or well sort of 
you know, wet steward did, if you like. So yeah, <clears throat> not not a, not a pleasant pleasant experience. I can't, I, don't I can't understand for a match where it was so limited to get tickets to. Um, why they would do unreserved seating anyway? I've lost my head. I'm flipping. I've lost my head. If you'd have gone to Luton yesterday, you'd have lost your head too. I had to drive around for an hour and a half to find a parking space before I even got anywhere near that godforsaken League Two flipping Sabutio crappy ground. <laughs> Fantastic. Looking ahead to the to the week before we finish, you've got any quick questions for Jason, Jack, or Chris before we end uh, the first half of the show? Uh, make sure you subscribe and you can put the uh, you can put your questions in. <laughs> Um, Jack, looking ahead, Ipswich Tuesday night. That ain't going to be easy. They're 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 on fire at the moment. Ipswich away thing is that you know any you know it, it's it's a proper but on, well. I wouldn't say it's, but got, on, it's got upset written all over it, hasn't it? I'd say it they're is. favourites going in, but I mean, well, quite possibly, yeah. And what are you thinking ahead of Ipswich? Um, and what are your thoughts for uh, your score prediction for Man City next week? Um, right, Ipswich. Um, I think he's got to use it as a bit of a chance to try out the back three. Uh, I think we've got to have a look at, at Santi Bueno, even if it's just 45 minutes. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit of Tommy Doyle as well, finishing sort of five minutes here and there, haven't we? He won't be able to play next week, will he? Because he's on loan from City, so you might as well give him 90 on, yeah. on uh, Tuesday. Uh, definitely got to play Sasha. Uh, give Bentley a game, give Doherty a game, give Bubakar a game. Uh, and just see what happens. You know, it'd be nice to have a cup run, but I think in the situation that we're in, I think we've got to prioritise uh, league games, haven't we? Uh, score prediction for Man City. Uh, who knows? It could be. You know, I was watching that Sheffield United Newcastle game, and I, I was tempted to to uh, to have the giggle, but then I thought well, that could be us in a week's time. So, uh, yeah, it, it might not be very pleasant. Chris, <clears throat> each which of City. Yeah. Ipswich, I I firmly believe Gary O'Neill's a tactical genius, so he's rested the better players at the weekend, ready to play against Ipswich and will win. And I think we out of darkness come of light, and I think we'll play Man City at the weekend and win 2-1. Hold on, Chris. Have you had, have you had a person that tra a transplant? Did you just say Chris. we're going to be 52-1? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think I want, is, whatever you know. you're smoking, Chris, I want I want a good answer to that. Yeah, we tried that before, and you you started feeling sick and walked away. Remember, our two new midfielders that we've just got in the transfer window. One of them suspended. The other one can't play because he's he's on loan. But we do have Joe Hodge back on the uh, thing, so you know. Joe uh, but Hodge. if you can't. Yeah, but you see, if we can't play those midfielders, we've got to change the format. And if we change formation, we might play differently. Okay. But is it Rodri that's out for City, though? Yeah. Jason, same what? to you. <laughs> um, listen, against Ipswich, they've got, he's just got to go into that game attack-minded. He's got to go in with, with, with intent. And he has got to give other players a chance. I, I, I do agree with that because... If, if we're going to go on like this with, with this particular team where there's no leadership, there's there's very little vision, um, there's a lack of, like I've said, organisation, we're going to, well, we're going to be in trouble anyway. So I think this is a good opportunity, yes, to change it round a bit. Um, well, 
I can't, I can't see the, the league games, the next three or four league games. I can't see us getting much at all, Dave. I can't. And I'd like to look at it positively and go, yeah, we're going to get three points out of flipping six and all that. It ain't happening, is it? it you know, it, it, <laughs> I hope we beat it, Switch. But if we don't, I'm not bothered. If we get hammered by Switch, I am not bothered because, you know, we've got to we try and somehow retain and focus on our. Our Premier League status, and and that will be a concern. It's not a concern now; it's, it's it's September, but it will be a concern if we continue like this. Well, I'll say I'm bothered. I want us to go and beat it, Trish, because winning games breeds winning mentality, and we need to go and try. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. We need to get, need to get no. into that thing. We're playing Manchester I'm City next week, so I mean, come on. Um, question for you, for all three of you, before we finish. Uh, from Craig Berry, and then we're going to move on to the second half of the show. Would you play Kuna in midfield in place of Bellegarde and attack at midfield? Well, it might be better suited for him. Jack, first of all. Um, <clears throat> not against Man City, but uh, maybe against other teams when we want to get you know a centre-forward on the pitch like Sasha, and you maybe play Kuna as a 10, sort of hybrid centre-mid, 10 slight position. That might be something to try. But, but again, I think we, you know, we, we square pegs in round holes again, aren't we? We're going back to Ruben Neves at centre half, like Bruno Lars was trying and things, aren't we? So I think you know we've just got to work, find a system that works and gets the best out of the players, whether it's the back three, the back five, back four, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know, so let's just uh, <clears throat> see what we can do. Uh, Dave Ball says, "Love this show and all the puntage. Keep it up, Ball boys." Uh, one final thing from all three of you before we finish. We're going to go, um, Chris, Jason, Jack. Uh, one, three words or one sentence uh, to finish the show. Uh, give us something positive. Go oh, on, Chris. Uh, just on the Bellegarde thing, the Cuna thing. I play anybody in midfield who will break Mateus Nunes's legs, and that that that's how I look at next weekend's match. Um, uh, positive things. Oh, I've, I've been positive. I think you know. Got to stick with the motto. You know, it can't all be bad. It's if anybody's shocked about what's happening this season then they've been living in space or everything that's going on is, is always going to be happening it only needed the summer to see where we are we've just got to keep getting behind them and hope we can get out the mess and if we can't we can't that's how it is okay jason uh very quickly on the coon your point um yes against man united he did explore a lot of lot of space from deep but Man United had a massive hole and gap in the midfield, which Man City aren't going to have. So probably not against Man City, but yes, against other teams, 100%. I think he's more suited to a deeper role than than a last man sort of striker. Something positive, Dave. Three letters, three words. Oh, um, can you come back to me after Jack? Jack. I've got to think about it. <clears throat> yeah, three words. Must do better. Fantastic. There you go. You didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, listen, the I don't positive, know. It's probably the answer, isn't it? I don't know. The only the positive I can see at the minute, what's his name? Lomba Pedro Neto. What's his first name? Lomba? Is it Lomba? Lomba. I've seen it the other day. Anyway, so that's the three words. Neto okay. for me is, is unbelievable at the minute. And, you know, I've been a critic saying, oh, you know, worried about his injury record. He's going to be, he, you know, I have said on this podcast, a few times even this season that he worries me that he's going to be a player that's going to be injured or you know not get a full season listen he's just incredible I wish we'd have seen the very very best out of him for a sustained period when we had in the good old days when we had all them great teams um, all them great players I, you know I wish we'd seen but, but listen 
now he, he seems to be coming into his own, but I can't see him being here at the end of the season or beyond. Fantastic. There, there is one positive you missed, Jason, about the weekend. What's that? You'll be able to park your car. I'll be able to park my car, where? He's got his own yeah, yeah, on your car. Guys, uh, absolutely fantastic uh, first half of the show. Thank you so much. Jace, I'll give you a ring. I'll give you a video call after the no, show. No, 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 you've been show. rude to me tonight. I don't want you to ring me ever again. <laughs> I'll, I'll ring you after the show, okay? I'll give you a video call. Guys, I'm not thank gonna you answer. Much. Pardon? I'm not going to answer. No, you I'm joking. Will. Thanks All for right, having we'll me on. All Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fantastic first half of the show. Just a reminder and a big thank you to Creation War for powering uh, extra time. But we have a, a brilliant first half. Uh, and unlike Wolves, we can have two good halves back to back because we have a fantastic array of pundits uh, for the second half of the show. We do have, here he is, he was there yesterday. Hi, Sooty, how's it going? Good evening, David. <laughs> look, you, I look, how are you feeling, mate? Shit. <laughs> Brilliant, I love it. Uh, we have... Uh, one of our youngest pundits who's waiting, always talks a lot of sense. So I'm going to be interested to see uh, Lewis's take on this. How are you right, Lewis? Hi, Dave. You're right, mate. Thanks for waiting backstage so patiently. Going to be really interesting to hear your views on this. Yours talk really, really sensibly. And he's got to be up at 5.30 in the morning. He's had a, a bit of a kick when he's got in. Second half of the show, we've got Manny. And first of all, Manny, congratulations on... Uh, you know, on your um, your is it degree or fellowship that you got? I don't know. You just get they just hand out things to anybody these days. <laughs> well, congratulations, mate. Well, thank you, well, man. Thank and you. Uh, I can say that we're very, very proud of you. Uh, very proud yes. of you indeed. Right. Um, let's. Who wants to go first? At, at talking about uh, the looting game. Go on, Manny. You were there. We'll, we'll, well, we'll you know what? We'll first save, of all, we'll, we'll, we'll save Sutty till last. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I've just heard like obviously for probably good reasons. I've heard three guys having a bit of a moan, and I'm actually quite um, uh, happy. You know why? Shall I tell you why? Because we were in a relegation dogfight. We got no divine right to go to Luton and win a game. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. We don't just turn up. We're not that good. We've been at the bottom of the table for how long? We, we basically, we're relegation dogfighters. Our little mini mini league is Everton and Luton. Two away matches, four points in our little mini league. That's where we are, I'm afraid. Let's get, um, uh, uh, you know, house into our minds into the, the correct part of the table. 
that's us. Luton yesterday. You know, if you're you set up as Luton, you're gonna think, oh, Wolves today, we've got a chance. This is probably our best chance of getting a win. And they came out flying, and yeah, we didn't have a clue. We didn't have a clue because we're not that good. <laughs> and it took us 20 odd minutes to string two or three passes together and suddenly we sort of kept the ball didn't go anywhere with it because we haven't got no strikers playing in our team so we didn't go anywhere we just fired a few crosses in that literally went nowhere and then you know they had that moment of crazy madness you can't kick out I don't care if he's being held I don't care if someone's hugging him I don't care if someone's lying on top of him you can't kick out. You just can't. We know that, you know, ever since the David Beckham, Argentina, you know, um, thing when he kicked out. Anyone who kicks out just waggles their leg at somebody else will get sent off. So as soon as that happens, you're, you're already on the back, back foot anyway. So, you know, but from that point, we actually played, we were the better side. By default, because Gary O'Neill, I don't know what he set up in that first half, by default, he had to go to a back three. Now, I don't understand him bringing on uh, Doherty at left back. I haven't got a clue. Still don't know because he swapped it, didn't he? Because he knew it was wrong. But by default, we had to go into that shape and we controlled the game a little bit. We scored a goal. Yeah, it was, you know all down to one brilliant, brilliant, you know, run by Neto and cutting in and, and a brilliant finish. But straight away, you could see there was a little bit of confidence and um, we then had a, a really good chance at the far post, couldn't scramble it in. But it felt it's a little bit of Southampton away vibes at that point, you know. And, and then we got, I, I shouted penalty straight away because, you know, in the ground you can't see everything. And... Um, Obviously, looking back on it, it's completely not a penalty because that's the rules. Whether you think your arm should be out there or not, it doesn't matter. The rules are if it ricochets and he had 0.16 seconds between it ricocheting and hitting his arm, so he has got no chance of moving his arms anywhere. Um, it can't be given a penalty. Every single pundit sort of agreed. So that was unfortunate. But from that moment, you know, when they did get the penalty, we went backwards again. And um, uh, so we had that period of control where we'd scored and we thought, OK, now let's manage this game. Get your bloody head screwed on. Let's take, you know, let's rob, a, rob the three points and get back down the mo up the motorway in a relegation dogfight because that's what it was. It's not a good, we're not a good side. We're not good. You know, and we've got to get that ahead that we just turn up to Luton's and win matches. And, um, uh, you know, we, we can see goals uh Sent halves, don't know how to pass a ball. Between D Dawson and Kilman, I don't think one ball went out with any purpose or intent. They were just hope, hopeful punts. And I was thinking, oh, God, I missed Connor Cody there, sp spraying the ball left and wide, left and right, you know. Honestly, it really did. And, and the, the no leadership from the back. And when he did bring the extra defender on, it sort of took a bit of the pressure off them too. And we looked better as a back five. So back five's the way forward. We did a relegation dogfight, and those are the matches we've got to win when we play against Sheffield United, when we play against Burnley, when we play against, um, you know, the Everton, the Warmers. Those are our matches, honestly, regardless of who, who our manager is, because we're not that good. And yeah, Gary O'Neill, 
leaves me bewildered by what he does. And I remember that start of the season, I, I actually said if he loses five games in a row, it'll probably be sacked. It's it's a knife edge appointment. Well, we're gonna we're gonna come on to to Gary O'Neill because I want to talk about that, and um, we're gonna put that to one side because that's a subject on its own. Um, so today we're obviously just gonna keep you simmering for a minute, uh, Lewis. Um, <laughs> You obviously watched the game. Um, it's Luton away. I wanted. I want you to talk me through your thought process before the game, um, the start, during, and obviously how you're feeling now and what you how you want to you sum up um, that that match at the end of your you know with the point that we eventually got. Yeah, I think before the game, you, you look at the. The team Luton are, and the ground is. It's a tough place to go. You know, the pitch is so tight to the the, the sand is so tight to the pitch. They're going to make it hostile. The players are very physically aware that they're very strong. And I think Manny said it well when he said we are in a relegation dogfight for the past two seasons. We've been in and around relegation zone consistently, um, and unfortunately, we don't have the right players to be in that position. Our, our players are players who are going to play nice football and attractive football, and that's great. But when, you you know, morale's low and teams around you are, are competing well um, and you're coming up against teams like Luton who are going to be really um, intelligent with the way they play, they're going to make it tough. The players aren't going to be able to cope with that. I think yesterday was a good example. With the, the Bellegarde's tackle is a perfect example of that for me because Luton's captain... He his ambition is to win. He he's going to win at any cost, even if that means bending the rules and holding down Bellegarde. And if he can get Wolves down to ten men, then it's going to help them a lot to to go and push on in the game. And our players are not that intelligent. We're, we're too nice. I uh, said it for a few seasons now. Our players are too friendly to the opposition. Sometimes we'll fetch the ball for them. We'll, we'll instead of kicking the ball away slightly five yards or these small things separates us from the teams around us and if we do stay up this season it won't be because of it's the football that we play it will be because other teams around us were worse so. absolutely uh, fantastic thank you lewis uh, we'll come back on to for more than you as well some deal quite uh, nice as always uh sooty people have been waiting uh, to hear your take uh, now sooty actually went to the game Jason got hold of you and sent me the little video of you before the game. And, and with Manny, I did have a little chuckle with those uh, with you. But you were all there. I obviously couldn't get the ticket. Um, you made the journey down to Luton. You scrambled over the terrace houses. You got into the into the ground. It's a, it is a tight old ground. It's unique. It was Luton's second home game in the Premier League. The fans were going to be up. We knew the players were going to be up for it. Their backs against the wall, something to prove. Rob Edwards association with Wolves, you know, all of us knew what we were going to get from Luton from the off. But the players didn't seem to sort of like, I don't know, that it was the first 25 minutes. We could have been two or three down. I explain it. A, a tough place to go, Dave. What have we come to, Dave? How has it got to this? We were awful. <laughs> you can't sugarcoat this, Dave. As Manny said, we are in a dogfight. I said last week, there's three worse than us, Dave. Just. 
Uh, after yesterday, Dave, we're one of the worst three. Don't try and sugarcoat anything here. We are. Well, I am three. going to. I am going to play devil's advocate with you in a minute. Um, but, like, I'm going to come back I don't, to I'll, I'll give the counter you argument. Must, Dave, you must be struggling playing devil's advocate watching that because that is awful, mate. It, it's as bad as I've seen in years. I've seen there's no identity, Dave. What what are we? What is he trying to achieve? Let's let's talk about what he's trying to achieve as a manager and what trying what style is he trying to play. Because I ain't got a clue, Dave. I, I, you, I really haven't. Did all of you guys see the interview that I did with the Bournemouth fan? Like yeah. when he was appointed. These are all the things, to be fair to the guy, he said. I mean, make no bones We have no identity whatsoever. We went back. I said to you last week as well, didn't I? On the, this time last week. How successful have we been since we've gone to a back four? Because we've We've gone pro got, got progressively worse, Dave. It's getting worse. We're awful. Make no bones about it. We will get relegated if we carry on this path. What you've seen today with Sheffield United getting pumped eight nil at home, that will be us next week. If we perform like that again next week at Molyneux, because Molyneux and a fortress, Dave, it's not. It's an easy place to go and get points, Martin. You is they will absolutely. It wasn't the end. It was a fortress at the end of last season. We <laughs> yeah, didn't lose. Yeah, but, but we were Dave, like, Dave, Dave, home form got us out of it. Dave, we had Lopetegui. Dave, there is absolute stratospheres apart between Gary O'Neill. And Lopetegui, right? It, 100%. You, couldn't, you couldn't make it any further apart, Dave. One manager gets paid 30 grand a week. One was on 200 grand a week. Why is that? What? It's not rocket science. We had a world-class manager. Okay, we took a couple of thumpings away from home. Why did we take a couple of thumpings away from home, Dave? Look at how he set us up. He set us up to show... Mr. Shee, how poor the bench was half the time. He did it on purpose, Dave. It's pretty obvious he did it on purpose. To prove a point, he got a save. He proved the point. This squad isn't good enough, right? And it clearly isn't. It's actually worse now than what it was last season. And if that's the case, we're going down, Dave. You'll have no problem getting away tickets next year, mate. I'll tell you that now. <coughs> Because half of this lot here now have been around for the last seven years. They'll soon be throwing the season tickets in. You'll, you'll get a ticket easy, Dave. Piece of cake. Honestly, it's so poorly run. Finish this extension at home. I feel like lobbing a brick through the window, right? I'm that angry. It starts at the top. Now, yesterday, Dave, at Luton... I heard Fosen out chance, Dave. Yeah. It's it's starting, Dave. They won't put up with this. You'll get thumped by Man City. Let's I'm I'm actually hoping that we get thumped against Ipswich. I want us to get thumped. 
because until we until we sort out the mess at the top, we'll just keep papering over cracks and then we'll get relegated and go, oh God, we've got relegated. I've been in the fourth division, I can handle a championship, no problem. Don't you worry about that. I can handle League One. I can handle League, uh, Division Two as well. Not a problem. I've been there. I'll do it all again. Okay? If it rids us of this shower of shite that are running, raping and pillaging this football club, I'll go through it all again. Because I'm telling you now, we are nothing but a cash cow for Fosun International. There was a fan forum last week, Dave, and I believe you're part of this. Is it no, I'm not. correct? Oh, no? no. A fan forum. I, you're on about fan the fan forum. advisory you know board. What they, said? they said we will still, we'll still be in FFP problems for the next two years. Two years. And any sellable asset, player-wise, will be sold. So get ready for Neto going in January or at the is, latest is that... next summer. And do you know what they were more interested in, Dave? Than that, infrastructure, you know, when they discussed infrastructure at our football club, do you know what they came up with? They're going to repair the clock on top of the South Bank. This lot, this lot, Dave, will absolutely destroy this football club until the likes of you and me and all the little happy clappers start getting bedsheets out and chanting for them to get out. This will not change. You will be in the championship along with me next season. Get your head round it, because it's happening. Hey, hey, mate, I've got to be honest. It's the first year I am worried about us going down. But, like, I'm going to pick you up on your points. Um, you refer to the fan advisory board. Um, so, you know, I never applied to be on that, because at the end of the day, I run an independent YouTube podcast, and I want to stay that way. I don't want to be towing any party line either way. That's, like, thingy. But, like, uh, has... I'm, the reason I'm, I'm asking you is like, has this been published? Has this been published somewhere, or is like, like at the minutes of this? Because where are you getting that information from? One of our sources on here, Dave. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see the, the club. The fan advisory board is something that's been set up. Uh, most clubs have got to do this: is to uh, to maintain that the heritage of a football club and stuff like that, and ask <coughs> questions. I do believe that senior management of the uh, the club, uh, like Hobbs and Russell and she and all of those, should engage with the fan advisory board. Um, but I do believe there should also be minutes that are put out with that. So it'll be interesting to uh, if that's going to be the be the case. Um, but yeah, I'm not any... still in financial fair play issues for the next two years. Uh, from what I understand, I don't know. From what I understand. 21.7 pounds a year they've spent, net spend, right? And now they've just got rid of another 170 million pounds worth of players and spent 30 on the last day. How on earth do they think we are stupid enough to believe this bullshit all the time? I'm sick of them. I'll, I'll tell you what. I will willingly pay for flights for them to piss back off to China and leave us alone. I'm sick of them. They're yeah. pillaging us and making us look like fools. I have a question here. Uh, so obviously there have been mistakes over the past, especially the past three or four years particularly with Foson. But would you prefer Steve Morgan to... to Steve Morgan's example, gone, mate. He's gone. 
I think if if you of course like I said there's been mistakes but I think to to envision a future where a Saudi billionaire just comes and takes over is very optimistic. There's a lot of people with enough all. money to buy. It's um, not at all. It's a Premier League football club. Multi billionaires <laughs> will buy this club. But if you say we won't be here next season in the Premier League, they won't. Buy, why would they buy us? Well, that that's the thing. I mean, from what I understand as well. I mean, I'm told that we're now there's a green, a red, and an amber in terms of FFP, and we're wolves are now green. That's what I've heard, and that there will be money to spend in January, in January, and hopefully going forward. Whether that's from what your your sources are telling you is <coughs> different, I don't know. Obviously. The jury's going to be out as well on the Everton thing because they're coming under this thing soon and Everton will soon find out whether they've made the right decision on what they've done because will Everton just get a slap on the wrist or will they get a points deduction? We'll soon find out and say that. Manny, coming over to you, I mean, it's moved on a little bit. Sutty's sort of like moved on to like the face and out. Where are you on that? Well, first of all, you know, ownership always comes to an end. No owners stay forever. And unfortunately, the way ownership comes to an end is... Not usually we all shake hands and, and give each other a cuddle. <laughs> Ownership doesn't come, you know, very rarely. It's usually because something has gone wrong. Foston, I think, if they had the correct manager and um, bought some decent players, I think they just seem now to be a, a, an ownership that is probably just satisfied with premiership status. Now they've got. Uh, a manager they bought in, which they got rid of and bought someone in a week before who we're all thinking, oh, okay, let's see. And we haven't really got very good players in key positions. We ain't got no leaders. Our defenders ain't very good. Our fallbacks don't look like fallbacks. So now they are in relegation. So this is where Fosun, Fosun will only ever be for me, relegation or 13th to 16th. I don't think they've got, they've done what they did, be, like totally surprised us, totally shocked us. Thanks to the unbelievable leadership of Nuno, a wonderful captain, Cody, you know, brilliant players like Neves and Matinho. Suddenly those players are gone and it's, uh, you know, it's like a deck of cards, isn't it? I mean, every match we're thinking, can we, oh, can we scrape something? Um, it doesn't seem the hope that we had before doesn't seem to be there. Um, so I I said like Jeff Shee, you know, was I've been saying for years is the wrong man to have at a helm of any football club, and I think Fosun have reached that was seventh place. Thank you very much. Go, you know, but it's not going to happen amicably, is it? It's not. And you know, Lewis, I, I know you say you know who's going to hey who's going to buy any club? The players are there are players out there. Premier League football. Right, generates so much income. The TV money is extreme. They're thinking about taking this TV money onto the next level. You know, everybody wants a slice of it. Everyone wants to be a part of it. And um, there are big organisations. There's big players out there who jump at the chance 
of owning a, a Premier League club for me, even if it's a, a club in the Championship that's looking to get in the Premier League. I still think there's there. I mean, Birmingham suddenly got owners. Who the hell were Birmingham? They still got owners, didn't they? Still got ownership in, which is giving them a new lease of life. Even them locked down the road are linked with somebody taking them out. So there's always uh, lots of organisations. There's lots of money in this world. There's lots of bent crooks. They are, they, let's be honest, most owners are bank crooks. They've made their money through, you know, uh, underhanded means. And there'll Alexa. always be some, somebody somebody available to, I think. And and that's, Fosen have always said, oh, we're looking for us, but we're not looking to sell the club. But I just think time has come to an end with Fosen. Well, it came to an end, you know, before this time. And um, uh, But in the meantime... Because that ain't going to happen overnight, is it? It's not going to just magically, like, somebody's going to appear tomorrow morning. In the meantime, we are in a relegation dogfight, and now it's down to, let's go back to our current status, where we're in now, is, I said the manager was on a knife edge, and it doesn't matter if we appointed him or if we thought he was the right manager. Everything depends on results, and, um, you know, that's most of Saturday against Newcastle. We might be me and you might be the bloody <laughs> managers for that one. I think well, he might we'll not last we'll have a go. I'll get Sutty in the change room. I do want to obviously um, as always play the other the other thing. I will, will I'm gonna go and do it. I know Fosen I know um Sutty, you want rid of Fosen. I want owners that are gonna invest that are gonna take this team and Forward. achieve the glorious one. We all want that. However, when you're talking about the management and stuff like that, obviously a lot the, the likes of Nuno that was appointed by uh, Fosun, Large was appointed by Fosun, and um, what's his name, the uh, the agent. The last to put the, the, the O'Neill appointment is not a Fosun appointment; it's a Wolves internal appointment. That's Hobbs. They had nothing to do with it. They said, "You go and pick the man that you want this time." They brought in uh, Gary O'Neill. Fosun appointed Dave. Just stop, yeah. Fosun appointed. Zenga, hit or miss? Miss, definitely. Nuno. Okay, the person appointed Lambert, hit or miss? Well, Lambert never really had a lot of time, did he? So you can't really... Well, I still that. think and he and was actually, right... Lambert wasn't a Fosun appointment at all. He was... They no, go, he's, he's... Right, he's the ownership, but they're the ownership. I don't care who else appointed him. They're the ownership. But, they're the but, but Lambert are. wasn't a Fosun appointment. Fosun appointments were large. New, uh, Like you said, um, what's his name? The Italian guy. And Nuno... Lambert wasn't. He was a stopgap that they bought in, and they seem to do this. They go in between a Fosun appointment and a thing, and they've gone the other way. This is the, this is. You've noticed there's no signings coming from what's the, the guy's name now? Mendes. There's no signings come from Mendes the last year. He's gone into the long grass since Hobbs has been charged. It's all Hobbs. All and you were saying yourself, Manny. Hobbs is doing a good job. Yeah. Hobbs has been the one. I, I think he is. You yeah, said, like, you did say, yeah. like, two or three episodes ago, I trust Hobbs with Gary O'Neill. He's got, got him. Yeah. He thinks of course he's I did. I, with, with, what get, with what Hobbs got us in, with his pre remit in, in January, you know, he's only working to what Fosun tell him. He ain't magicking up money. He's only doing what Fosun... So what Fosun are giving him... You know, I thought the the recruitment was okay, apart from overspending. But I was, but Manny, the I recruitment was in January Phillips. was brilliant, apart Johnny from Phillips. overspending on Cunha. Johnny Phillips, Johnny Phillips said at that thing that they 
Jeff or anyone had nothing to do with this appointment. He's, this is what, I mean, Johnny Phillips is a journalist with fingers in pies and he knows. He said that this was, Bowson had nothing to do with this appointment. It was all left to us and they didn't sign off on it. They let it all go. And Jeff just came back when he can. Not saying that any of it's wrong with what you're saying. I mean, as far as I'm thinking, I think the jury, you know, people are getting very frustrated. I think Such is right with what he's saying. People are getting frustrated. And if they're starting to sing at the away end, like you say, uh, Sutty, about Fosen out, and that starts there, it will feed through into Molyneux as it as its own. But like Dave, the thing is, Dave, ownership never lasts forever. Where uh, is this like attachment with ownership? The that, there is, no is bigger than anyone. They're just custodians. They pass it on, and sometimes it just doesn't. The whole model doesn't work. It, sometimes you might have the correct play, players and and people in place, but the model doesn't work. The thinking, the leadership, the organisation. If you think about it, there was a time. Okay, there was a time where we had Dal Dalrymple, Nuno, Cody, Neves. These are like this is like a strong spine of leadership all throughout the organization. Here we are today. We look at that side, we rub our eyes and we look on the bench and we think, mm, not much leadership there. We look at the pitch and we think, mm, not much leadership there. We look at the board and we think, nobody's talking to the fans. You know, it, there is a that, that erosion, that erosion has happened. Under the present owners, and and there is, let's be honest. Come on, you've got to admit there is a lack of that. You know the interest they had when they took over and when they got seventh, and you could see they they spoke with passion, and there was there seemed like an intent. You know, many people have said something like the stadium. I mean, I, I reckon I could get you a quote for a million quid just to paint the stadium. You know, just to just to make it more presentable. So that that doesn't. FFP doesn't come there if they want to really, you know, and that ain't going to kill Fosun, is it? If they spend well, a couple there, of million, there is another person. Yeah, over, so, uh, there is all another of that, person all over of that, from yeah. Fosun, actually. Another person's over from Fosun. It's Jeff, and there's a woman that's been at Walls behind the scene for a little while now, called Chrissy. She is pulling the most of the strings, not Jeff. Apparently, who's pulling it? it? Doesn't matter who it is. It's Fosun, isn't it? Bosun's decision not to spend any more extra money on anything, really, let's be honest. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, like, personally, and that can't happen. the seller can go happen. and get a better owner in. They're going to invest yeah. the money. I'm all for that. But, like, Lewis makes the point that you could end up with someone a lot worse. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty, you that's how life works, you know. You, you shake your head, Sutter, you shake your head um, and like, I love you to bits, you know, we'll have our discipline. You shake your head and go, no, how can you not, how can you tell, turn around and say that we, they might sell to someone, you know, who's, who's worse? How can you, can't, you can't, you can't, you can shake your head, but like. I'll tell you, you for why, Dave. I'll tell you for why, Dave, don't take this the wrong way. I've said this time and time again to you. No Chinese-owned have never been club successful in world football. Ever done anything in world? The whole world. Football. Okay, I accept. I accept what you're saying on that, but that doesn't mean that they'll sell to someone no, that's going to be better. Lewis, let's Lewis. Let's see your take. Yeah, no, they, yeah, Lewis. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of teams um, in the Premier League who would really like our owners. I think you look at, over the past since they've arrived. Who? 
Maybe you look at someone like Luton, they would like access to the billions that Bosun have. But there was a point that you raised earlier about that you believe financial fair play will affect us for the next two seasons at least. Even if a Saudi billionaire comes in that you predicted, you won't be able to spend the money without penalty. So you can say that they're not spending the money. I can understand, you know, Manny's point about the stadium and things like yeah, that. No, yeah, Lewis, you know what? When you're interested, you know, when you take Let ownership, finish, Manny, please. When you take Let ownership, finish. no, just bring. When you take ownership, because he's made a uh, go back at the point. When you take ownership of anything, while you can't do certain things, you still show a willingness, and that's all that yeah, is. That's just a, a willingness. And, and they've about. literally shut shop, haven't they? Well, I, I don't think it's fair to say they've shut shop. They, they hired one of the most, a top manager from Europe in Lopetegui, and he, somebody said he was on £200,000 a week. That's a lot of money for, the, for his contract. Three times any other manager that we paid for. So they haven't shut up shop. They spent £45 million on Cunha, which is a lot of money. For, and that's another point about Matt Ops. Whilst he has made some very good signings that will be beneficial for us in the future, the decision to sign Cunha for £45 million is proven to be a, a costly one at the moment. I, I don't think we'd get anywhere near that if we come to sell him in, in January, in, in the summer. So I think there's a lot of negativity going on here. And, and I'm not all that money back, though. At all, saying that everything is perfect. But I think people have to be realistic. It's not uh, a bad thing, though. I don't see why, why it's a yeah, bad thing. Honey, please. It's not a bad thing, though, is it? Go on. It's good to mm-hmm. debate. No, no, it is. You're, you're coming well, come with your points, definitely. I, I just, I think sometimes there's an idea that the grass is always greener. And, you know, a lot of people wanted Nuno to leave at the end after the pandemic season. And it, we've come to find that obviously it hasn't been since then. So you, you talk about changing the ownership. But like I said, there's a lot of clubs in the Premier League that would want our, man, our owners. And, I, and I don't think anyone can disagree with that. There are probably five clubs that would appreciate our owners. Manny. We were seven, you know, Fosen took us to seven, so that's where we were. Mm-hmm. So the expectation just goes up naturally. That's natural, isn't it? It's natural if you're yeah. there. So, yeah, there might be five clubs that want your owners because they're, they're doing worse than you and they're not as, you know, uh, haven't got as big a stadium and teams that are coming up. If you're coming up, you'll probably go for any owner in the Premier League. The thing is, we've got to look after ourselves. And when you look after yourselves, it's not a bad thing. Why? It's actually a good thing to actually say, let's think of a different direction. What's so, what's so wrong with that? Because at the moment, we're going down. At the moment, we're going down. So it's I already said that. You know, if we're if we're we're sitting at sixth, and when we're saying, "Oh no, we, these guys aren't taking us to, into the Champions Leagues," we're, mm-hmm. we're sixth in the league. We're never making Champions League with these owners. Then you can turn around and say, "Whoa, you know where are this bloody league is?" You know, we're lucky to be. We're doing really well to be here. So I think you know, I just I just got a feeling that we should, you know, be open a bit more open and not not have this. Complete and I say, oh no, but Fosun are great. They've been great and they've done great things, but things do actually come to an end, and it's yeah. quite normal, you know. I, I, took I, just, I said that you know for the past two seasons we have been in and around the relegation zone for virtually That's the whole right. season. Yeah. Of yeah. course, there are negatives, but I think there's a lot of finger pointing at people like Jeff Shee when really Matt Hobbs has made costly mistakes. I spoke about the Cunha deal. That is a lot of money, and you're telling me that maybe 45 million in the summer couldn't have been 
invested far better than that money. And people seem to, it's like Matt Hobbs is immune to criticism for me. He can't make a mistake, but he's made mistakes. And at £45 million, so much money. I mean, it's the club record signing. And I don't understand why he's not facing more criticism when, again, I can take the point that Foson are giving him a budget and saying work to this. But if you know the budget, why would you spend this much money on a player who is untested in the Premier League, doesn't really fit the system that we're trying to play at the moment, and just doesn't really I mean, seem to have It's because Lopetegui told him he was his number one target. Number and one target. And, 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 and the other thing, That's Dave, fine. remember that, that it's not just the 45 million, 30, 30 odd million on Tomato, 30 odd million on Silver. 30 odd million on Guedes. You know, that's it's, it's that's, that's been a pattern under Fosen, spending lots and lots of money on not much. So, it, and that, now, so that basically tells you they've been investing the money, and because the money's been wasted, they're not they're now not spending. Now they, that's what I'm saying. You so that, you're, on the one hand, you're going, well, they're wasting the money, and on the other hand, now they're not spending it, which is it. Yeah. No, 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 that's right. Dave. No, yeah, but the thing is, it's not a bad thing to have a different owner. I don't understand why. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. So, just, I'm, so I'm much of this thing is, oh, oh, folks are not, you know, they, they are yeah, completely. I'm not against the new owner at all. I'm just saying that we, we should be not appreciative because it's their job to run the club, but we have to be aware of what they have done. I think so many people have forgot what they have done. Of course, gone, the, the yeah, owner, it would be great. We, we, we know that. It's gone, man. It's gone. But it's. <laughs> I think it's it's a bit crazy just to think that some Saudi billionaire is going to come in and fix all the problems. It's not going to happen like that. This is great debate, anyway. I'm loving the debate. Newcastle. Yeah, one team, one team yeah, in the league, and that's where the, the national fund is gone now. Newcastle, you can't own two clubs. Happened though, didn't it? Happened. I don't think it can happen again it, in the same it, way. It did, and to be fair, they haven't spent a lot of money either, really, compared to no. what people thought they would. This is really good debate. Let's move on to Gary O'Neill. I mean, this is a lot of what we want. We want debate. We want people to talk about it. We want comments in the chat. This is what it is, and it needs to be talked about. And like, I'm down for a new owner if, if they come in and someone brings the money and they buy it off Foson and they can take us forward and they're better than what we've got. I'm definitely down for it. I do worry that it's just easy to say, yeah, let's get rid of these or let's sack the manager and let's get someone else in because that's the answer. And it isn't as simple as that because you could end up with someone worse. We hope we get someone better. We hope we do. And with the jury's like, we'll wait and see because our history is still being written. And Sutty's passionate about his view and I respect it. Lewis, you've given a really good argument. Manny, you're kind of like in the middle between the two, a little bit of me. Let's move on to Gary O'Neill now. Sutty, Gary O'Neill... Is he where? Where is he for you? What's your thoughts? Should he be gone more time? Are you getting in? Who is going to work under these circumstances? Well, exactly. That's the that's the question. But like, what? Who, where? What's your thoughts on Gary? What if if you could say to me now, you can have uh, Lopetegui. Now, I'll take on get him because this kid ain't good enough. But we ain't getting world-class managers. And the reason we're not getting them is because of Fos and Dave and how they run the club. You're not going to get them. They've done so much damage last summer by how they've treated him. And what happened, getting a, this, this kid was probably the only one that Frank Lampard 
was interviewed as well. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, and Smith. She's freezing up a little bit there. You there still, mate? Manish? Gary, Gary O'Neill? Sutty, are you still there? Is he OK? okay. I, I think he's kind of frozen a little bit there. Jeff's obviously cut his line again. Yeah, um, Gary O'Neill, you know what? I, uh, that, I, I did say to you right at the start, it was, you know, a week before... When you appoint someone one week before, that's like, you know, literally, this is now, it's like a roulette wheel, isn't it? <laughs> it's like rock, paper and scissors. What do we get? And we've got this guy and, um, you know, I haven't shouted for him to go. I haven't said we need to get rid of Gary O'Neill on any of my posts. I haven't said any of that because I feel a little bit sorry for him. You know why? A little bit, I do, you know, because, you know, three days he had, we had, a very promising, hopeful performance against United, but we didn't get anything. You've seen the way United play. <laughs> They're there for the taking, aren't they? The way they've been set up. So that was disappointing. And then since then, we've seen, we've been a little bit bewildered. You have, I have. Most people I've spoke to, really sensible people, have been a little bit bewildered in in some of his selections, we all think Cunha is not a striker, but yet he still does insist in playing him up there on his own, um, bringing on some substitutes like the Traore one. Where where was he bringing him on? Doherty on the on the left. I've never seen him on the left in my life. Um, you know, there's lots of little things that we that do just leave you shaking your head and just late. Um, in the game yesterday, Neto had been just running to the ground and you just think, just bring a Sasha, someone to hold the ball, take a bit of pressure off, give the defenders something to think about. So, yeah, Gary O'Neill has got limitations. We probably knew that when we signed him, but at the start of the season, I don't think it's the right thing if we have given him the job. So we've given him the job and before we kicked the ball that we just think, oh, he's going to be rubbish now and he's going to, you know... I just, I just think you've got to see and what you've got and see what he does. But unfortunately, he's working with, for me, it's really, really poor team. Team is not about players. It's not about just players. Like we've got, um, you know, we've got Lamina, we've got Gomez, we've got... It's about, it's about formation, it's about setup, it's about leadership, it's about um, encouragement. And we're missing a lot of things on the field, like obvious things that we see every day. Um, that just don't seem to be there. You know, we've spoke about the Kilman situation. He's a different type of captain. We've said that, but is it the type of captain? A bit like Lewis has said, are these the type of players that we need if we're going to be at the bottom to roll up the sleeves and fight and give everything and, and and you know, be sensible, keep your heads. You know, that's the other thing. A captain used to say, keep your heads, do not get sent off, don't wind the referee up. These are going to try and get you today. And yet, we had, last year we had Lopetegui ranting and raving on the touch lines, you know, and and this year it seems like there's a little bit of um, frustration probably um, uh, with a, a few of the players, and it just needs a bit of a, a level head somewhere. And at the moment, it's missing on and off the pitch, um, and and we need that. Let's think whatever we think about Fosun, whatever we think about our personal opinions, right here, right now, it's about Premiership status. And I know that we said. 
um, you know, I hope we get beat. I don't. I want to beat Ipswich. I want to beat them. Because I want I, these. I, 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 the I don't When the match kicks off, when the match kicks off, I want us to win. When the match kicks off against City, I'm thinking one minute, nil-nil, two minutes, nil-nil. Ooh, six minutes, it's still nil-nil. You know, that's the way fans are, you know, and I and, and the likelihood is we'll probably lose that game, but it starts at nil-nil, so you just give everything. And I'm in that situation with O'Neill. I'm prepared to give everything, but I just think there are uh, huge limitations and he's literally been thrown, like, to the wolves. Let's just use that <laughs> analogy. He's been thrown to the wolves, you know, three days before. Here you go. You did the job. And it's a make or break, die or or live, you know, knife edge. It's either going to work or it's not. There's not going to be this, oh, we'll just give you the whole season. So I can see him, unfortunately, going because the pressure will come from the fans, from the team, from ill discipline, from, you know, people falling out, um, argument, fans having arguments. And that gets spread through the whole club and, the, and even their owners think, Oh, I think we might have made a cock up, and, and we need to now get somebody else in. So I, I can't see if it carries on like this; uh, it will last for too long. Lewis, we're going to come to you in a second. Uh, Sutty, sorry we lost you there with your internet, but you're back. I thought you were a little bit interrupted on in what you were saying, so I'll come back to you first. Was he froze again? Lewis, come to you. Sutty's Such, froze by the looks of it. I'll be back in a sec. Uh, Gary O'Neill, where are you with him? Yeah, so the, the two points I'll make, I'll obviously answer the question about Gary O'Neill, but there was just another point that Sutty made when he was speaking about um, O'Neill's appointment. He said, obviously, that him and Lampard were the two candidates that he believed were interviewed. But he also said earlier on that it was Hobbs' decision completely and Hobbs, you know, Ferguson left Hobbs to it. So I don't understand if he's against Ferguson and for Hobbs or for Hobbs and against Ferguson, you know, the other way around, sorry, because... If, if Hobbs has decided to employ either O'Neill or Lampard and he's unhappy with that, but that's not Foson's decision again, and I'm not fully defending Foson, but I, I just, again, it's a point for me that, that Hobbs has to become accountable. Yes, he has had success, but he's also had a lot of mistakes. People seem to just be forgetting because of there's this uh, desire to criticise Foson. Um, but again, like I said with the Lopetegui, and, and you agree with the the highest wage that we've had as a manager, uh, three times the, the previous amount. A lot of money was spent in January, maybe um, incorrectly if, if there was aware that funds wouldn't be available in the summer. But again, it was important to, 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 to remain in the Premier League, so that, of course that was there. But then for, for O'Neill, I, I, I don't think he'll be here at Christmas because I think that the next run of games are so tough. We, we have obviously Man City, um, and then we play Aston Villa, which is a, a tough game there in really good form. Bournemouth is a winnable game, but again, a very tough side, especially to play away. I mean, last season we struggled when we played them away at the start of the season last year. Uh, and then it's Newcastle, who, who are another tough side. So out of those four games, I really don't see us picking up. You know, maybe maybe we could beat Bournemouth if, if we have um, if we play it in the right way. But other than that, I think that's three points from out of twelve, which is unacceptable from any manager under any circumstances. I think I agree to come in with only three days of the season before. It's a very difficult job. And he played so well, um, the team did against Man United. But, but then again, the you look at that four there. What, was, that a, was that just a leftover from Lopetegui? I think I was going to come on to that. 
obviously you had the full preseason with Loftake. And in preseason, we didn't look, you know, superb. We, we had some good performances, but we didn't really? look outstanding. Um, but it was brilliant. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like the run into the start of the season, if you just let it go as it is, the Man United performance and stuff like that, we did lose in pre-season. We, you know, we, we, we were thinking they were disciplined, they played, they looked fit. They played against Man United. We Obviously, you know, with the two VAR decisions have cost us three mm-hmm. points, potentially. But, like, I personally think, that, I mean, I think Emma said this producer as well, said, like, was that just a run over from the Lopetegui pre-season? Uh, Sooty, are you there? Are you back with us? Yes, mate. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, we, we lost you a little bit on Gary O'Neill. So, just wanted to come The back. worrying thing for me with Gary O'Neill yesterday, Dave, I don't know if you noticed it. I mean, I watched um, young Silver walk across the pitch. He looked like a, a child that had just had his backside slapped. His body language is shocking, to be honest. And uh, after watching that interview last week where he said he had to... It was Matt Hobbs that sort of convinced him to stay. Well, I don't think his heart's really here, to be honest, Dave. I think he wants out, to be honest. Um, but at the end, when O'Neill went round at shaking everybody's hand, Kalinic refused his handshake. Now, that don't look very good to me, Dave. Yeah, I saw someone, I saw, um, I saw someone write that on the, uh, the chat. Is that, is that true? I, I didn't see it. I don't know. He's frozen again. He's on his dial-up. He's on my dial-up. He is. I'm back. You, have, back. you do have problems sometimes. You're back, Sooty. Yeah. Yes, I'm back, yeah. So that, that was a bit worrying for me. And why isn't he playing? Why is he on the bench? He's got to be fit. He wouldn't be on the bench. Why are we someone, not Someone made the point, AC Milan wanted him, yet he can't start for us. <laughs> yeah. What what is going on here? All that all our strikers have actually scored this season. I met how long? How long are playing. you giving O'Neill? I, I do want to just like temper this because, like, like someone you, you you said, like there are people that want him gone right now. They want gone, gone, and he is six games six games in. I think if we draw the yeah, uh, if we draw draw with Luton with eleven men. It's not. It's sort of like the fact that sending off in some ways got him a little bit out of jail with that point. Really, we got the point. But like, I do want to make the point that um, in Gary's defence, we have played. You know, we will have played five out of the last year's top seven in the first eight games. It's a tough start. We've gone away to Palace, which is always a bogey side. We should have won that game. We've had two VAR decisions in the first six games that have gone against us. And everyone said they were ridiculous. That should have been given. The Man United, okay, we might have missed the penalty, but we probably score it. That's the point. The game against Luton at the weekend, I think to get out with the point in the end with 10 men isn't a bad point in the circus. I think you mentioned that as well, Mane. The way we started, we could have been 3-0 down. So at that point, you think, at half-time, you think if we come a point, we've got a point. But, if that penalty is not given, I don't think we lose the game. I think I do think we we probably end up winning the game. So, because they weren't troubling enough at that point, you know, they've sold our most creative midfielder, although we wanted to go two, three days before the transfer window. Again, Sooty, I'll come back to a point that you've made earlier on in this transfer window that you've made many, many times in the transfer window. It's like they'll sell someone right at the end and then like they're trying to get scraps to get players in. So they've sold out Nunes from under him. And since he's gone, we've got we've gone to shot. 
Okay, we played really well against Liverpool. Bellegarde's come in, who looked decent against Liverpool. Second match in, 35 minutes in, he's got himself sent off. He's out for three games. Itchwich, uh, City and Villa. It's like everything is going to get... The discipline... What happens when you're down the bottom? The discipline within the team, the common sense. You don't... Leadership. You don't do it. What's going on? Jason has said in the chat... I send him off in two years. Double anyone else. When things are going well, Dave, there is a reason why things go well. It's not luck. It's down to planning, Dave. And most of the time, when things are going bad, Dave, like they are at the moment, it's down to bloody bad planning. Uh, now, we all got told about the process. Believe in the process. There's one clear process here, Dave, and that's to make as much money as possible without spending very much money. Now, that system doesn't work in the Premier League. Now, Lewis I don't blame his Gary O'Neill, Dave. Let's get it out there. Do I think he'll last? No. Who blames him for taking a Wolves job? It would be the biggest job he ever had. But the biggest problem you've got, Dave, if you sack him, who is going to come and work for Fosun International? No one. No world-class manager is going to save this shower of shite. Quite simple. It doesn't need to be a world-class manager. It needs to be a manager that can motivate the squad that we've got, play a system that works with the squad that we've got. Are they, they going to come better. under Mate, this? Mate, you know what? No, no one would have said anything about when Nuno comes. You know no what? one would have said I, I, I he was in that match yesterday. This might be an unpopular opinion. I'd have had Cody back in a flash yesterday. And I would have, Manny. In a flash. You need leadership on the pitch. 100%. Mate, it's horrific. Because the thing is, you know, sometimes when you cross that white line, things don't go to plan. And you sometimes you look at your manager and think, what is that idiot doing? But if you've got good enough leaders, you can still do the right thing. Now, Kilman yeah. was playing three-yard balls to Saar repeatedly. Three-yard ball, Saar, lose the ball, up the field, lose the ball, up the field, lose the ball. We were directly behind it. We were bewildered watching this. And it was not working because he was playing into an area where we got nobody. So we've got no striker on the pitch. So, you know, when you have a leader on the pitch, so a leader will say, OK, we know we've been set up this way, but we're not going to do this. What we're going to do is going to go wide, go wide to the fullbacks. We'll get the fullbacks high and we'll try and win it there. You think of something else on the spot. You don't always have to have somebody holding your hand. Good players like the leaders, like, you know, the, the Robsons, the Inses, the Keens, the... Uh, Cody's, you know, all these like natural leaders in football teams, the Vieiras, all these great leaders, they all manage football games. They manage them. Matinho is another one, a big, big miss, you know, someone to manage the game just to order a few people, decide the pattern. You know, they're, they're, they're bigger, they're more experienced than our manager, Gary O'Neill. And on the pitch, we've got nothing. We've got this strange situation with Craig Dawson, who's not even in the leadership team. I mean, what's all that about? I don't know. So, obviously, either yeah, he doesn't, want, either he doesn't want to do it or he's not being selected. So, you know, Lewis made the, the best point, I think, tonight was I don't think we've got the right type of players to look at exactly where we are because we're not top six. We're not top ten. We're not top seven. We're not... Let's be honest, and we haven't been for a long time. And even under Lopetegui, even though we stayed up, football was turgid. 
it was one nil. We then we held on, and then we, you know, because the players just weren't good enough. And um, you've got at the start of the season, you've got to be positive because you've got to start. We're starting at nil. You don't know what the manager's like, and you can only judge anybody and what they actually produce. And some of us will be wrong. Some of us will be right. That's life as well, you know. And and what we've seen so far, um, even though it's been a tough start, I'll agree with you, it's been a tough start. And maybe some people might say if we'd got six points, that's all we could have probably expected. So we're only minus two. And if we beat Bournemouth, we got seven and probably could have only got nine because of the teams are playing. And I think, I actually think that, that's why I said, it's probably a good point. I said at the start, didn't I? I said it's a good point because we're in a relegation dogfight. It's a good point if we beat them at home. We took four points off Luton right next. Who's who's the next? Because that's where we are. And are we going to get being in relegation dogfights every year? Or are we going to, you know, that's what we've got to decide, don't we? Um, but that's where we are. Really good uh, point you made about the, the wrong players that we have. But I, I, again, I'd come back to the the point about Fosun, if they were trying to become a club that just simply survives in the Premier League, you can get players like the players at Luton have, like the players at Sheffield have, for far cheaper than the players with far cheaper wages than the players we've just signed in January. For example, Sarabia, yeah, it was a five million fee, but his wages will be so high. So if you want to be, if you really believe Fosun just want to settle for above the relegation, why aren't they buying players like Josh Brownhill that we were linked to from Burnley? Why aren't we buying players from the Championship consistently? We're still trying to attract top players. And it, it, obviously the financial fair play this season was ultimately what made Julian leave. But there's still the willingness and ambition there. So I think it's just making the wrong choices. I don't think it's a lack of willingness. And again, I keep coming back to the Cunha deal. The £45 million was spent and the wages are there every week. They're still outlaying that money. They could have chose to say, right, we're going to go and get someone like... Lopetegui's number one choice. He wanted him. He yeah, they still said, OK, you can have him. Of course, it was his choice. And obviously, they're now, they might be stuck with a, a player that Gary O'Neill doesn't want or would have preferred to spend £45 million differently. But they still decided to, to back him. So it's the point about the owners that I think he's that they're still being competitive. They might not be making the right choices. And maybe that's been since the Nuno left. We have struggled to sign the right type of players. I, I don't know. You know, it was when Nuno was here, it was almost like every player we signed fitted perfectly. And, and obviously times change and you have to move on. But I think there's still a willingness to try and be competitive. You wouldn't be spending £45 million in January if we weren't trying to be. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, guys, we're going to finish that section of the chat now because you know what's really really good especially what we've got on tonight that we've had real good uh discussions from both sides uh of the argument on everything which is which is what we want this is because this is where this is kind of a microcosm of the fan base as a whole generally speaking and we'll see where it pans out so to um want to get back to uh to the game from yesterday so if you can sort of like your highlight of the day, whether that's going over the gardens or anything to do with football or, any, or anything else or leaving at the end of the match could be anything. Your man of the match and your performance rating. Um, well, I've been to Luton before, Dave, so it's no surprise to me. It's still a dump. Um, <laughs> um, it's not, not a nice place. 
it, it's an accident waiting to happen, I'm afraid, Dave, with undesignated seating. That hundreds of people stood on stairways and the like. It's an absolute shambles of a ground. It's just not fit for purpose within this, this league. And, might I add, it might well win them lots of points, Dave. Yeah. Because it's not a nice place. Anyway, um, I'll give Neto man of the match. Um, I didn't see didn't see any positives. It would have been an, an, a zero out of ten first half. And I'll give it five out of ten for the second half. Um, and the highlight of the, the day, I had a Chinese when I got home, Dave. That's about it. Oh, do love a nice Chinese, mate. Manny, yeah. your thoughts? Same thing. Yeah, um, match itself. You know, if you take the time of the sending off to the moment of the penalty, that was about a seven out of a ten because it was ten men and we controlled the game. And we scored the goal. And uh, uh, like, like I said, we default. We um, fell on the back five as well, which, you know, after uh, I just thought maybe this is the way forward. Maybe we've fallen onto a system, <laughs> you know. So, um, but uh, that first 25 minutes was as shocking as any 25 minutes I've seen, given was, the opposition. Was, you know, we've had 25 minutes against Liverpool. Liverpool, uh, you know, with uh, Brighton, we were really good in that first half. We just didn't take the chances. We played some top, top sides and actually produced some decent football and then just crumbled. That was just shocking. That first 25 minutes, pretty much clueless. Didn't really know what to do from the back. Midfield, even Lamina and Gomez, oh man, didn't have a clue what to do. Both of them didn't have a clue. They're good at tackling, good at tackling and winning the ball back, but then... Although it was a good yeah. ball from Gomez for the yeah. pass to, to Pedro yeah. Neto. So that, that, that was like, like I said, what, what do you give it a score? But you probably give it a two out of ten because they put the shirt on, I suppose, give him two for putting a shirt on. But um, uh, uh, And then, yeah, I'll give it... It's a point away from home against relegation strugglers in a dogfight. So that's what takes it up to a four to, four to, four to five because... Literally, if someone gave you a 1-1 draw after that 25 minutes, I'd be needing cartwheels, mate, the way we were playing. That's so, the way I saw yeah, it and, as well. And especially down to 10 men, we've got no divine right to go to Luton and just win a game because we're better than them, because we've spent loads of money. No chance, mate. We're not. No chance. It's 11 against 11, human beings on the pitch. If your mentality is not right and if you haven't got the right... Um, foresight, leadership, determination, courage, bravery, and some formation, some tactics. If you haven't got all that right, you'll get undone. I don't care who you are. You know, you think Man City don't come to Molyneux without ticking all the boxes. They don't, they're not going to just turn up and think, oh, well, it's only Wolves who are going to beat these. Never think that. They're going to be so rigid in how they're going to play, where they're going to attack, what formation. They're going, that's what makes them champions regardless of your uh, opponent. So that was really bad, that first 25 minutes. Um, man of the match, you can't look past Neto. Literally, you know, that second half when he moved him to central, I felt so sorry. That's why I wanted a striker because he was already running to the ground and now we're asking, run even more. And he just had nothing left, the poor chap. Nothing left. Goal out of nowhere, um, four assists, one goal. Here's a positive, Dave. All our strikers have scored. 
now we just don't have anyone else scoring. None of our midfielders look like scoring. None of our um, defenders look like scoring on <laughs> our fullback. So, you know, we need goals from elsewhere. And highlight of the day, I mean, uh, Satnam's come back from India, went to, you know, um, an away day with him. First time this season, so it's always good to spend with your kids. I think it's a good way of them uh, getting to know and talking to them and letting them know the harsh realities of what life can be like. It's not always rosy, you know. And um, uh, now he's had uh, a good couple of the ground. I don't, in a way, I don't really mind it because it's just character and it's just weird and it's it's like something else. It's um, let, let's be honest, remember all those years ago, Kidderminster were denied a football league place because the ground wasn't good enough. And you think, oh, the hell are Luton even got a football team with a ground like that? It's horrific. It really is. But it's to look at when you go there. You know, we've been in all those soulless bowls. They all look the same. There's a bit of character, I suppose. Oh, Luton's got a lot, it's got a lot of character. There, I think and and like Sooty says, they need that. Don't they? That's their 12th man. They need well, that. that. They'll play on that. They, you know, the effort. Didn't it feel like Sutty he was playing a non-league side in the FA Cup, oh, and it's yeah. like a banana Absolutely. skin? It felt like that. <laughs> and they they, yeah. they will beat teams at Kenilworth Road. Would they will get points? Like Sutty, you know, they will. They'll beat. They'll beat teams they at will. Kenilworth Road. Guarantee. Uh, Lewis, same to you. Um, highlight of the day: performance rating, man of the match. Uh, yeah, I think man of the match has to be Neto. The highlight of the day. You know, there wasn't much other than the goal, which was fantastic. It looked like. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the Southampton goal he scored in the pandemic season with Nuno, the way it was all him. He took it on, he was ambitious and, you know, he really deserved that. He's been so important for us this season. Um, and then performance rating. Again, I go back to the point that I think me and Sutty have agreed on that whether you like it or not, for the past two seasons, that's where we are. We're at the bottom and, and Luton are a relegation rival. So to, to, to take a point away at a relegation rival, it has to be at least a four or five. You know, three, four years ago, to take a point at Luton Town, well, that's awful. You know, it's a, it, you can see it's a bad day, but that's not where we are anymore. And, uh, you know, it's a four or five for me. Uh, fantastic. OK, so uh, looking ahead to this week, Itchwich Town, uh, Man City. Sutty, you want us to lose to Itchwich by a lot? A lot. Did, did, did you really mean that? Or was it just something you were saying at the time? Well, I'm going, Dave. It's a long old trip, isn't it? To... You going? <laughs> yeah, I'm going as well. Yeah. I'm not going to that one either. But um, Manny, I know you got something in London the next day as well, so you're stopping over. I can see us getting done at in Ipswich, Dave. Yeah, but you know what I'd do, Dave? Yeah, I'd play a real, real strong eleven. I yeah, I'd go as strong as possible. And I'll play five three two, and I get the big lump up front with a number okay. ten next to him, and play with Samedo and eight Nori bombing forward. Whatever Dave, those days we can't do it. We need to play how we know how to play. Forget maybe that worked in three years. Has it? I think the time to going back to the back three is here. Um, yes, to be honest, yeah, I think we all look, they all look more comfortable doing yeah. that. They seem to know what they're doing. You've got the likes of Doc that's back in the squad, he was used to doing that as well. So, you know, it kind of works to what we're doing. And I think with the midfield issue that we've got anyway, now with um, you know, Bellegarde out, um, and Doyle not able to play next week, Hodge just coming back from injury, I think you know, you, you're going to need a little bit more, um, from. 
from other areas of the pitch because we, we haven't got we've got two of our midfielders that are ineligible for Manchester City. Um, so what's your score predictions, uh, Ipswich and City? I can see us if we don't go strong at Ipswich, I can see us getting done three one. Uh, and Man City, Dave. Well, I just <laughs> I can't even. I don't see us scoring, and I can see us conceding. If we get, if we can get out of it with less than four, oh yeah, I'll take that. We'll get pumped by City. Okay, Manny. Same to you, Ipswich, because you, you're going to be there for that one as well. And City. Yeah, um, I said at the end of the, the game Saturday, just hope we go to back five. Just play it, please. Our full-backs are more comfortable playing as wing-backs. Now we got Doherty back as well. Please, you know, take the pressure off Kilman, somebody, and give him some extra help. So, um, yeah, I don't think we'll go full strength. Now we got Belgard out as well. He'll probably protect a couple of midfielders, you know, if we're lacking numbers, would it be foolish to play them with all oh, these? Someone could say, well, let's just go strong against Ipswich and play the second string against uh, Man City because we're going to get tonked anyway just to protect him. You know, but I don't think that will happen either. I think he'll go fairly strong. But I, 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 we have got options on the bench. It'd be nice. It would be nice in my head to see, you know, Hugo, um, Santiago Bueno and even Enzo Gonzalez, who, who was in the party but not in the squad, get some minutes because it's no good signing players and then not seeing anything Absolutely. of them because we need we need the help now. We need the help now, don't we? And they might just provide a spot. You don't know. We don't know. They might just and provide Tommy a Gomez spot. as well. You know, he's been... Yeah, yeah Tommy Gomez never does... He, never, he just does. The, he just knocks it into Rose Ed. He does what he's a defender's supposed to do and, and you know, maybe clean sheet. Give me a clean sheet against Ipswich and I'll be over the moon just to say, yeah, we've defended and kept a clean sheet. Will be hard, but I don't think it's all, you know, gone. And I hope hope we hope we beat them and I'll go for I'll go for two two nil against Ipswich, which will be a really brilliant performance. Especially I think. because they're on fire, they Yeah, they are on fire and uh, you know, realistic. And against Man City. I'm the optimist, man. It starts nil-nil and I'll be counting. I'll be counting five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes and, and, and crossing everything. We'll have everything crossed and we'll have to have complete worldy at the back and they'll have to have an off day. But our best two performances this season have come against Man United and Liverpool, possibly like the two biggest teams we've played, even though we haven't won. So maybe we'll raise ourselves and and get something. I'm not. Any match starts at nil nil. It's eleven against eleven, and and so I think they'll win. I think City will win, but I'll go three one to them. I don't think it'll be a cricket score. Okay, thank you, Lewis. Yeah, I think it'll be one nil against Ipswich to to hold. I think that it's important for Gary, especially with the draw against Luton and, and the loss against Palace. I think it's important that we get some momentum, uh, especially with the, the runner games coming up after that. I think a win is important. So I agree with Sutty. I think he'll play a strong side and that makes the most sense to me. I think Man City, I think, I don't think we will win. Uh, we could draw, but I think my prediction is that they, they may get to 2-0 and with one one eye on their Champions League game against Leipzig in the week on, on Wednesday, they may just take it down a gear and, and be happy with 2-0. Two, two so I'd say 2-0 City on, on Saturday. 
Okay, well, I'm hoping we go to Ipswich um, and, you know, because we need to we need to have a performance and it will be a good test against Ipswich because, as I say, that they, they, they have got a lot of momentum. They're a team that's on the rise, finally. Uh, they're doing really well in the Championship. They're winning for fun. They're scoring goals. It, they're going to be really buoyed, so it's going to be a tough test. So, uh, you know, you can't... For me, you've got to try and win the game because we need to get a, a we need to get players scoring and winning. Uh, going into City, you know, I'm, I'm with Manny. It's nil nil at the start. Uh, you can turn around and say it's a free hit. I suppose everyone will expect us to lose to Man City. You know, we all no one's going to be surprised if we get beat two, three, four. Um, but it's the Wolves' way against these sort of things. It's the Wolves' way to go to Luton and do what we did against Luton and then play Manchester City and get some sort of result. That would not surprise me. We went, I remember we've played, it's, we've done it so many times. The odds are stacked against us. So why not be optimistic? You know, let's just hope we get something because it's, it's just the Wolves way. Uh, final words, uh, sentence, give me something positive to finish up on, Sutty. Well, it can't get any worse, Dave, can it? Well, it can, but <laughs> it could. You don't, you don't, you don't get relegated in in the end, uh, in September, Dave. So, no, that's true. Manny, Manny, are you there, mate? Manny, Lewis, Manny will come back and say, Lewis, um, give us something positive to finish on. The last in the game against Ipswich is a good a good opportunity to to try out some either a really strong squad or to, to give some of the younger players a chance and you know a, a win there is is the thing to aim for definitely. There he's back. Here he comes. A win there. Just waiting for him to load up. Manny, you're back. Last word yeah. of the night to you. Give us a, oh give us a, a positive to finish up on. Um, Smoke Saturday, October the 28th. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but if you didn't know the secret word, guys, if you want to just bang it in, if you think you've got it, bang it in the uh, in the uh, in the chat um, for us. L listen, it's it, you know the second half. Uh, Lewis, Manny, Sutty. Uh, thanks to Chris, uh, to Jason, uh, and Jack as well. It's been a really, really strongly debated show, which is what we want. We want lots it's, of different it's great. opinions. It really is, yeah. It's great. You, what, what, you know what I mean? Anybody watching stuff like this, and even like this and Sutty, this isn't to be taken to heart about no. you agreeing and that this is what happens when you suddenly things are a little bit rocky. People will have really passionate opinions because guess what? We all bloody love our club. We do, yeah. and, and that's that's all it is. And it, you know, the, the good thing is, you know, it's like we're all human beings. We've all got opinions. We all see things slightly different. And like what Manny says, you, you know, we're passionate about our club. We want the best. We want them to be successful. We want to have joy and happiness instead of like the pain that we're suffering. And it, and when you've suffered pain for such a long time, and about forty it, years. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and he's the last two or three years, you know, under Nuno, it was incredible that that those those days seem like a, a decade away, and then not long, and then since since then, it's been so hard watching our team decline, and we we expect better from leadership, 
and it, it gets to you eventually. But like, although like we might disagree and argue the different points, there's a lot of respect there. And, you know, we're all everyone's friends and that's what it should be. We should be able to debate, disagree and then be able to have like a cup of tea or whatever afterwards and uh, celebrate the goals that they'll come. And uh, hopefully we'll have an another good debate next week. But I just want to say a big thank you. The, uh, the, the, the secret word was whole um, because of the golf uh, this weekend. So like as in hole in one type of thing. So... I don't know if anyone got that. I don't slipped in there by a few of you. Um, I want to just say thank you very much. Thanks for joining us wherever you are. If you've enjoyed the show, um, just hit the like button. Let YouTube know you like it. If you're watching it back on uh, Catch Up, just leave uh, your thoughts in the comment section below because we always, I know a lot of us read the comments and I'll try to reply to everyone. And it will be out on the podcast uh, too tomorrow morning the producer will get out if you listen to it in your car so lots of love to you and, and and your families wherever you are in the world uh and from myself uh, and all the gang here on always wolves good night god bless always wolves it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.